I grew up quite poor, free to a room in a world of um, child abuse. Then went to live with my father, who was my best hero. He lost his life at, on Christmas Day when I was eight, he killed himself. And I found my career. I never left it alone and strived every single day whilst beating my own childhood memories. Then I had my own child at 21, which then set the bar of you must be successful, you must stay around no matter what's going on. You're gonna do a good thing, you're gonna have a good life. And create this whole reality that I have now from working behind the scenes on TV to working on the screens and building an empire within the hair industry becoming the one of the best in the UK, if not recognised in the world. I spent my life being bipolar, ups, downs, lefts, rights, and been sectioned and self-admitted, and I do a lot of self-healing and self-help. No one taught me to do it, I taught myself. So I had a pair of clippers that um, were an unopened present from my father. I picked this up, watched a video, and then there was a household of subjects to have their hair cut. How old are you at this point? 13 years old. Okay. Someone said, you're never gonna be a rich being a hairdresser. I'm gonna try. Yeah. that's all I've got. Yeah. So I'm going to give it my best. And I managed to do that. Before you start this episode, please can you click subscribe below and follow our social handles in the description. It's a massive help and it keeps you up to date with all the exciting announcements from the podcast. Right, Dan, thanks very much for coming on and seeing us today. Appreciate you giving us some time. Absolute pleasure. Thank you. I'm going to throw you straight in at the deep end like I do with everybody, same question, same same start for everyone. So I want you to take the first minute, um, sorry, the, yeah, the first minute of the podcast and summarise basically your life from start to where you are now and seeing if you can get it done in a minute, minute and a half tops. It's a challenge. It is a challenge. And I know there's a lot I want to speak to you about, so I know oh, it's going to be a challenge for you. Yeah. So well, you up for it? Yeah. yeah. One minute. Okay. 60 seconds. Let's go. 60 second line. Um, born to a broken family, me and my brother grew up, parents divorced, um, new parents, new kids, new family everywhere. Uh, so I had five of us all together, um, grew up quite poor, yeah, free, uh, free to a room and uh, found myself in a world of um, uh, child abuse, secret abuse uh, going on around me but still lovely and happy child that had a different type of love. Then went to live with my father, who was my best hero. Um, he lost his life at, on Christmas Day when I was eight, he killed himself, and that set the tone for the rest of my life at that point. Um, gave me the fire in my belly to do better. Um, the fear of abandonment has covered me in that. And um, so to create my own reality, I had to do well. So I created this vision of better life, able to dream bigger. Yeah. And that's what that set that. Whereas me and my brother had separate paths. He went on to the role of rock and roll and life and heavy metal doesn't like him. Whereas then I found love, companionship, a sense of belonging. And then I found my career, um, so that, you know, by, by the will and uh, never left it alone and strived every single day whilst beating my own childhood memories into this fire that I had. Then I had my own child at 21, which then set the bar of you must be successful you must stay around no matter what's going on you're going to do a good thing you're going to have a good life no matter what and that set the president then to um if i can do that with all of those things what else can i do if i put my mind to it if i just turn up and just keep going and create this whole reality that i have now from working behind the scenes on tv to working on the on the screens 
and building an empire within the hair industry and becoming the one of the best in the UK, if not recognised in the world. You did that? Yeah. Probably about a minute and a half, maybe two minutes. I don't know. A lot better than I think I would do under the same circumstances. Pressure, yeah. Because you want to go back to what what defines you, because your story always will define it. Yeah. It's not you. Yeah. But it's a big part of your why. Yeah. You know, why are you that guy that just keeps turning up or better things happen or worse things happen to yeah. you? But it's, it's, the past is you. You're, you know, everything leads back to what happened to you at some point, a memory or a state of emotion. And what gives you that drive or that want to be famous? Because there is an element of, I wouldn't be famous if I didn't want to be. Yeah. I wanted to be famous, but I'm not sure what for. It was more, well, if I do that, that's going to generate that to make that happen. Yeah. That's going to support the growth of my business and my team. Yeah. That's going to support my family, my home, and the next thing. Yeah. So, yeah, I made a lot of difficult choices, lots of sacrificing, but yet, still at the same time, I've had a really, really good life. Like, I've really liked my life, yet it's been chaos. Yeah. Best lives are cast, I think. Do you not think? It, it makes it exciting. It makes it exciting. I know. Unique. <laughs> yeah. Your own journey. Yeah. And I, I think that, that that's the first question I ask every time because it forces people to go back and pick out things that, like you said, kind of are the main elements that maybe have turned you out to the, out the type of person you are today and the person you're going to be. Yeah. Because it forces you in a minute to think, oh, what's happened to me? Mm. Okay, I'm going to yeah, go. I instantly went back to... Good, bad, yeah. up, down. Yeah. It's, I could have started with... Everything oh that was great then. Yeah. That's yeah. what's just triggered me. Why don't I just go to that? Yeah. But I think I think a lot of your life you want people to know that it's not been easy. Yeah. That I haven't just been given something. Yeah. That I've fought hard and, and, and hard for this. I you know, surviving on nothing yeah. to get somewhere, putting people before me before I would probably get there, knowing that's the part. Do you know what I mean? That... So how did you start your hair journey in that um, industry? Thirteen years old. I um with more hair than you've got today. Yeah, I know. I just this this was big for me to cut my, my yeah my locks off. It was it was one I, I didn't want to be defined. For L- looking on your website and obviously social media doing prep for today, mm. a lot of hair. Yeah, yeah, and it was that persona hiding behind the mask, um, the poorly me. I spent my life being. Um, a little bit, you know, on the side of uh, bipolar, ups, downs, lefts, rights, and, you know, been sectioned and self-admitted, and I do a lot of self-healing and self-help, a lot, a huge amount of self-development, and especially over the last five years, you know, hitting from um, COVID state there, been having my wings chopped off and then not what to do from there. I just knew I had to dig deeper if I was going to live longer and be a better man, better businessman, better husband, better brother better friend and um, a better better for me better in my own head for me yeah kinder to myself and then I, I, you know and then things will open and they do if you put the work in it, it really shows how did you find the passion for doing what you do um my passion came with people caring about people but mainly people caring about me selfishly i got a hit out of looking after someone else so I'd make someone prettier, feel good, or sit with them and have that human contact with them for that one hour. Not many people will have that space. I'm going to stand in your space next to your head. I'm going to look at your head and frame you and make you beautiful with the ability of my imagination. 
And that for me, like no one taught me to do it, I taught myself. So I had a pair of clippers that um, were an unopened present for my father. And um, I picked this up, watched the video, and then there was a household of subjects to have their hair cut. So I started there, clipping hair, and the lads would come round and we'd have haircuts. And I don't think there was much money going around at that point, but a haircut was like £2.50. Yeah. But still people didn't have £2.50, so they'd come to me. Yeah. And we'd cut hair, and, and then next thing you know, I've got six guys in my kitchen, and I'm cutting, cutting their hair. And How old are you at this point? 13 years old. Okay. Yeah, 13. Early though, isn't it? That yeah. 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 And then it would be like, oh, could you go around this lady's house? She needs a haircut. I, I didn't know how to cut hair. I read it in a book and looked at a few pictures, hold it there, cut there. And I watched this one VHS video. Uh, I just got it from there. And then it was just, oh, there's a shape. Let's give it a go. And then I realized that, that this woman paid me with a fresh seasoned chicken. Yeah. That was my food. Um, I didn't know how to cook at that time, but then I was like, now I, I got paid. I ate because I gave something. First transactions. Mm. Oh, if I do that, and then then there was 50 pence, and then there was this, and it was like this entrepreneurial spot. I can do this and survive. And then it came to about 13 and a half, I was homeless. I got to the streets. A really toxic household or whatever happened there. My mum met her, this guy had just come out of prison. He had two sons. I just didn't fit. I had vanity, uh, a vanity of self-care for my father. He used to highlight his hair, always looked good, and he was my hero. So the hairdresser would come round, and it'd be a lovely thing. They'd have a glass of wine together. It seemed like a social event. And if we look back in culture days, this is looking after each other is such a culture. You know, like different nations, they, they groom each other. They take care of each other as part of our humanity to look like, we, you know, make sure everyone's looking good. So yeah. I was a part of this. And that, that's, that was more than money. It was more than anything. It's a sense of family, sense of, um, yeah, sense of belonging is a word I always just to belong. The way you talk about hair, I've wrote some words down here that kind of come to mind. Personality, happiness, love, identity, confidence. Even just spending a very small amount of time with you now, the way that you eloquently talk about what you do. Yeah. Um, it's not about the hair, it's not about money, it's not about success. You talk about you talk about hair with emotion. And that comes through right, yeah. That comes through things that I've watched with you, comes through how people talk about you. Mm. You know, speaking to Jay, speaking to other people about you before you coming on, so I can kind of understand a bit more about you as a person. Um, that comes through in everything from everyone that you interact with. Mm. Like, where do you think that comes from? That kind of natural passion and emotion for what you're doing for people. Because you don't look at it as hair, in my opinion. You look at it as you're giving someone confidence, you're giving somebody self-esteem, you're giving someone love, the ability to have that point where they might feel ugly all month, but when they come and spend an hour with you, they're walking away feeling top of the world. Isn't it everyone's desire to make someone else feel good? Isn't it? I think it is. It's, it's embedded in me. Yeah. It's everything. I'd flirt with my shadow <laughs> just to make you feel better. Yeah. If I can make you feel better for that second and if I can transpire it into an artistic outlook that I have, you know, some people love music, food, bits and pieces. This would be, you know, it's weird for a guy to go into hairdressing, I think, you know, it's, it's a very feminine environment and I wasn't very, I was feminine and masculine at the same time and that perfect sweet spot of balance, you know, you can't be masculine and feminine and do this job, but the, the family, it was all about family. So 
or I guess like the creativity side and the want to be better and be really good at this was from my failures of embarrassment. So like I need to be the best I can do. I'm going to do this forever. I might as well go for the number one spot. And is it achievable? Well, yeah, it was achievable. You just had to put a lot more in than the next person. You're going to, you're going to show up. You're going to learn it. You're going to teach it. And um, someone said, you were never going to be a rich being a hairdresser. I'm going to try. Yeah. That's all I've got. Yeah. So I'm going to give it my best. And I managed to do that. Did you have a lot of negativity going into the industry as a bloke at that time? Yes and no. No, I, like, it's how you hold it. How confident you are with it. I hear guys now, like I had one chap say so I changed his life because of how I am. Um, the, the, he, he was with his mates and his, all his mates ripped him for being a hairdresser. So he wanted to give up. But his father was a hairdresser, his grandfather was a hairdresser, or barber, and they were ripping him. And uh, he hated it and wanted to leave. And I was like, they're not your people. You do understand, they're not your people. Go find those people that hero what you are doing. They're there. And, and just move away very quickly, cut them dead. And he said, but that's my town. I said, but one thing I did do is what I watched your boxing journey. So I went and learned to box. And then I faced those 12 boys and um, I fought 12 men. I was like, what did you do that for? Yeah. And he went, because of your bravery of being, you know, showing that world. And I want to be a hairdresser because I was like, damn, I had an impact there on one man's life who's going to be amazing. I didn't even know. I don't know if I led off there, but that was. No, okay. no, not, not at all. Like, I, I think. I, that's you, your question isn't everyone like that I don't think they are I think there's people out there especially when you look at social media and how things are perceived they're very egotistical it's all about them yeah. and there's certain people you meet in your life where it's all about other people um, like someone said we've got a couple of businesses operating out of here and someone said to me the other day what's the biggest achievement in the six years you've been running the businesses and I go back to the same one every time which is there's a girl called Brit that, that worked for us and um she worked at a hair place for eight years, so all she'd ever done was cut hair. She wanted a change because um, of the environment. And um, she, I said, look, we're looking for somebody. We've, we've, only, we've only got two people. We're looking for our first person, first official hire. Uh, why don't you come and work with us? We just need to answer the phones. We'll train you up on the products and stuff. Just ease you in. She's very, no confidence. She was brought in to answer the phone. It took her seven days to answer the phone, um, which to me is, you know, I've been answering phones since I was 15. 16 years old it's easy but then again put me in front of somebody to cut their hair i'd probably melt uh, immediately so she we, i spent time with her sat next to her we went through the process what you're saying how to do it sort of call by call and um i remember spending the first couple of days with her what do you actually want to achieve i've known her previously she's one of my girlfriend's best friends um so i knew her on a social level didn't know her in terms of what she wants to aspire to be how does she want to use her career to achieve what are your goals in life what are you looking to try and do um, she doesn't have much contact with her parents. They live in a different country. Um, very self-sufficient from a young age, moved out early. She's like, I want to buy a house. Like, standard thing everybody wants to do, but I genuinely really want to buy a house. Like, for, for someone like me to buy a house, it's never going to happen for me. So I'll, that's that's what I want, but I know I'm never going to be able to achieve that. And I immediately thought there's a bigger purpose than this. Immediately thought there's a bigger purpose than whatever the hell we had planned to do here. You know, can we cultivate some... A career that can support her in doing that and how to tie that in if you can tie that in with multiple people how powerful is that 
that that that going to work and how great it's going to make you feel. And yeah, two and a half years later, she's ringing me on the phone. We're both in tears because she's bought, she's gone and bought the house. The ha- and that's that's my biggest achievement in the businesses. <laughs> funny. To, to, you know, it's not about anything else. I've got a business partner, Sam. It's amazing. So I've got a business partner. His name's Philippe Seri. Yeah. And he came to my shop, my first solid shop. I'd had a few businesses, open, failed, open, failed. Yeah. I never gave up. Yeah. I'd go from opening one, it would close down for some reason. Lots lots of story behind each one. Yeah. Of the why and some, some I walked away from. I've never had afraid of starting again. Yeah. Never. I do now. Because yeah. I have a lot to lose. Yeah. It's funny though, but when in my younger days, just Cast it move on. Yeah. Dead. Move on. Right. Start again. Back to the bag of clothes. Yeah. Okay, let's go again. Kitchens, kitchens, you know, family houses, group, hustle, hustle, hustle. Cool. Building, salon, team, find someone who wants to come work for you. This one lad came in named Philip Seri. And came in with his little suitcase from college, little foreign accent. Yeah. You got a job? I was like, I really like males working for me because I want to encourage them into the company. Yeah, yeah. We are, we have a lot of females, but males, it was something about I wanted a companion and, you know, someone I could talk to on the level. Mm-hmm. And uh, 17 years later, well, wow. 17 years later, I now gave him um, a massive portion of my company. Um, I, we raised his family together. We bought his first home and we've got, amazing car and we we both live equally off of what we have done and that's where i see my future now is providing for those people that are staying with me yeah that's what it's all about they're my we spend every day with them so your story with that your, your girl is exactly the same as how i think great things are built if they're richer in life and they're happier you're surrounded by these people so it's like it's only going to breed more. And your failures are, you know, are going to yeah. be cushioned by them. They're going to help you up as well. No one's going to want to see you get down. So, yeah, creating a family culture is really part of the hairdressing that I've done, but not. Is that, is that, is that a cultural thing in most, most salons? salons? I would say so. Yeah. You spend a lot of time, a lot of emotion, um, a, lot of, a, lot of, uh, a lot of personalities. It can go massively wrong, and I've got it massively wrong. Ever had the experience of, of creating a bad culture? I've, I've, or being know, involved in a bad culture? Yeah, I've been a toxic boss. You know, I've had um, problems where I couldn't face anything, and um, I still had to get up. I still had to go. I still had a business to turn up to. And, you know, sometimes life would get in the way of trials and tribulations, and you'd be on your ass. But most of the time, it was my team picking me up and saying, you've got this because i got you. You know, you had us, when we, in our darkest times, you picked us up and you said it was going to be okay. Now let us carry you for a bit. And that's so humbling as well. You know, there's a lot of this, you know, my success is from the people around me. I've been nothing about my people. Nothing. Nothing at all. So, yeah, 15 years in. And um, at this point, I'm 41 years old. I decided that this year that I would give myself 100%. I read, I, I saw it on um, one of these professors thing. He said, what if... For one year, you gave yourself 100% committed, 100, like cut out everything, cut out all the things that you don't like about yourself that are things that are going to stop you from going where you want to go to. And I knew I need to now double down at a point in my life because I'm looking at retirement now. 
and I haven't wasted any time. I don't feel I've wasted it. I don't look back and go, oh, what if? But I thought, yeah. I could, but I waste time. So what if I didn't do that? So, you know, cut out drinking altogether. I was going on these men's retreats. I was trying to find the best version of me where I loved myself. I had suffered massively with suicidal thoughts at my best point in my life. And that was worrying. It was like, I have got everything I've ever dreamed of to this certain point. I own my own salon. I own the the bricks and mortar. No one can take any of this away from me. And it's almost like I've reached this highest goal. Now what's left? And it's okay, you can go now. Well, I've got five kids. Yeah. Two of those grandkids. You were thinking of committing suicide. Then I realised it's something's something's not right. And I'm, whatever I'm doing to 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 dampen those thoughts and those emotions, such as drugs, alcohol, smoking weed. And what if I just stopped all that? Would that go away? It, I just stopped it all. I had some help from the physician, from the doctors, um, when it had some treatment, some medical treatment. Yeah. And then I went to the spiritual side and it just changed everything. Everything. And I'm getting married this year and I wanted my wife to marry the best version of me as well. So, What do you think is the true motivator then? Do you think it's that? Do you think it's something inside you? Is it others? Is it change your lifestyle, how it makes you feel? Is it your wife? Is it your kids? What do you think is the, the motivator for all of that change? Curiosity is the biggest one. Um, in the, What if? And to have everything really going really well. Do you really want to mess this up? Is there an opportunity where you could? Yeah, you could. Yeah, you could. You could make that one small mistake where you wasn't present. It wasn't yourself, and you could make even make stuff up if you wanted to. And have something else going on in your head, telling yourself a different story. And once I stopped all of these things, I got back into like exercising and doing something different. And this year, I dropped the ego as well. I totally dropped it away. Just be your authentic self. Um, boxing really helped that. I got into this masculine sport, away from the gym and pushing weights and exerting myself to the point where I felt like I was going to die. All of these things. I, I went to Peru. I lived with the shamans. I lived with really humanity. Humanity is its purest form. Like how they love each other, the family. Once it's all gone, what's left is family. And I never had that. And I've built that now. Yeah. And the fear of me wanting to lose that Right, let's double down and, and, and know what that legacy is. Legacy, that's the biggest thing. Legacy, what am I going to remember it for? What was my father remembered for? And what am I going to, what, what impact can I have on this world? What changes can I make? Um, will I be spoken about afterwards? I suppose it's the thing, is is all of these. What, what are you, when you think of your dad, what do you think of, about? What do I think of my dad? Well, he, he was a, a great builder. Uh, a really handsome man, happy, had lots of friendship, lots of people that loved him. Um, no one really spoke about him badly, yet he was a loose cannon. Uh, and, and nobody really says a bad word. No one. What do you think your kids think about you? I'm the, I'm the biggest hero. I am. I am. I am, my, I am my children's hero. I have never missed a day. I'm a weekend father. Um, I have three children by three different women and there were long relationships. One was when I was 20. So you had a child at 19, 19. Say, 19 and that makes a man grow up. Well, we were having kids back. He's 18 yeah. last week. <laughs> Scary. Yeah, his mine's just hit 21. Scary. Really? 
she gave me two grandkids. And now I'm raising her. And as much as she's been trouble all my life, she is that she is trouble, but good trouble. I love yeah. her. And she, I do love her. I love her. Like undoubtedly I will protect you. Um and then I have two more as well from um, and one lives in Manchester and one lives in Gloucester. And on a Friday after work I will leave here and I'll drive to Manchester and back. And on a Saturday morning I'll drive to Gloucester and back to collect my children. Yeah. That's that's ten hours of driving from Friday to Saturday. And then Sunday I'll drop them there. That's my biggest purpose to, to be a good father. Yeah. A really good How father. How old are you other Uh Frank is seven and Arlo is four. Don't ask me the date, but that's... I won't. We've been there, I've been there. I know you know them anyway. Same yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pressurised situation. Um, I live for them. How do you manage all of that? Because pra practically speaking, yeah. you know, understand the sentiment, agree with it completely. Um, and obviously situations change, relationships change. It is what it is. There's more sort of what you class as broken families than there are complete families that have no issues. Um, so what? how do you practically manage doing what you do with your, your work and your passions and also being the best dad you can be with all that travel? And clearly you do a lot of stuff. Yeah. You know, you're involved in a lot of things, some yeah. of which you know, I'm excited to speak about, stuff that you've done with charity, stuff that you do with your boxing, your business, you know, different business opportunities and things that you're going to be doing that I, I really want to speak about. Mm. How do you manage all that practically? I find it so easy. I don't have, I don't find it hard. Not the answer I was expecting. Yeah, I do find it easy. What makes it easy? What's the flow? You just flow. You just, you, you and it, it, the, the, the difficult things are the next things you want to do. Everything that I've done was only difficult when I didn't know nothing about it yeah. and how it works. I could open you, um, this is some people come to me with business ideas for some reason, and I can lay it all down for them and tell you how it's going to create that. And it doesn't matter what business it is, having a way of putting things together yeah. and strategizing, working it out in my mind map. Yeah. ADHD brains are fantastic because you can pay attention to this whole new world of imagination. And yet you are still conscious of where you are now. Yeah. People say ADHD is like a, a real form of, you know, you can't pay attention to anything. Well, I can pay attention to everything. And nothing at the same time. So do you think you've got more bandwidth? Bandwidth would be there, yeah. My, my scope, I don't see obstacles. I don't see things in a way. The, the, everything is possible. Uh, you just got to put your mind. But balancing everything, it's like, okay, so the drive, I've got five hours in the car, what can I do? Well, I use that five hours making phone calls, connecting with people where I can't do that behind the chair. Yeah. So it's office time. I'm always switched on to work. Whether, whether I, you can't get me on holiday, I go on holiday, first thing I'm doing is oh, I better make create create content. I'm gonna create content for the future. Yeah. And talk like, and do things there. So I'm always consistently at work. When I go to a wedding, what am I doing? I have five blow dries this wedding. Yeah. In the morning. That's five connections with five humans that had a purpose for me. And that created another five people that are gonna come back to the salon or you know, this I'm always connecting this, you know, it's like a come down to my place, it's homely. Always on, on track. And then you find a way to do it because you have the support of the team around you. Without my team, so you know, Philippe and Jade, my manager and Chloe, I wouldn't be able to go and do these external things without the support there. So I had something's had to give for something else to do. So I used to mm. be behind the chair nine hours a day, 
every day, creating a column, creating this generation of money, uh, generating the income, and then hoping that one of my team would then piggyback off of my, my fire. And then they would then become me, this amazing stylist that, again, starts their business within a business. Yeah. And it just grew like that. But it takes so much time and so much getting it wrong. So when you say, I say, I found it easy, the hardest thing for me was my own mental wellness. That's the biggest battle I've had. So creating a new company, buying a, a, a building outright, um, traveling the world, going on TV, turning up to different events, uh, learning a brand new haircut and skill to then show on video or going to teach all over the world. That's the easy bit. The hard bit was me dealing with me, dealing with my own mental attitude. So everything else was easy. So that's a good way to look at it. Good way to look at it because you're sort of simplifying stuff that people would naturally think is the most difficult. You're simplifying that because you've already done your biggest battle already on, with yourself. So whatever comes in the day, however busy or not busy it is, you just get on with it. Yeah. You just roll with it and just embrace it. Yeah. Yeah. That is a good way to look at things. Because you're not simplifying it, but you're kind of just, kind of, yeah, like you, you, if you're, everybody's different. Isn't it? Like, I, I, I started Ice Bar from the start of this year. Um, and that's helped me a lot because um, how Delilah, my youngest, came into the world wasn't, wasn't great. She didn't breathe for a lot, a lot of time. She was in intensive care for a long time and, and dark. Coming home, being kicked out of intensive care unit, coming home on my own. With Sophie being in, in hospital, still not well, had infections and stuff. I was a five-minute period during that birth where I thought I was walking out on my own. It's like, how am I dealing with this? Like, I've just got to smile and keep strong and just get on with it. And then you come home and you deep, deep, and it helped me sort of decompress. Getting in that ice bath, because I don't like water, I can't swim. hate water, I hate going underwater, because it messes around my ears and I just don't like the, the experience. Um, I go in an ice bath, dunk in an ice bath and sit in it five minutes. That's my biggest challenge of the day. It is. There's nothing else that can... If I can do that, it gives me confidence to go and do something else. But I know that there'll be other things happening in the day. I just don't care that much. I do care, but I just, it's easier to deal with because I think I've already done something that's really difficult for me. So I suppose it's similar. Different things, but similar in the way you kind of approach. You can talk yourself out and anything, can't you? Yeah. So if you can talk yourself instantly into doing the biggest thing of fear, yeah, it's getting into an ice bath. You know, your, your whole body's telling you, don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. But you talk like, yourself out of it every time. I'm in yeah. control. I'm in control of these things. And I can, I'm can. i going to switch on. I command, I do, and get in. Yeah. Bam, you're in it, you step, and you, and you endure it. Yeah, yeah the, rest the last of the day, 30 seconds, you actually enjoy it. Yeah, you yeah. don't want to get out. You trick yourself like... into having a better day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We trick ourselves into a worse day, don't we? Yeah. Oh, we wake up in the morning, you go, it's going to be a crap day, isn't it? How do you know? Yeah, I've got the sniffles. I'm not feeling great. And it's like, well, you might be walking into the best day you've had in weeks. Hey, You're going to ruin it for yourself. Yeah. And usually those days are crap days because you've talked into yourself into it. But there is a way of switching that energy into something more positive, 100%. So yeah, like going back to how do I manage it all? I just manage. I just do. Sometimes I'm not going to have the best days, but I don't write off the rest of them. It's just that one day, okay? And tomorrow's going to be a better day. And sometimes it's three days in a row that you won't have success or do that. Um, but then the, the lighter days will always be around the corner. So I keep getting excited. It's like winter for me. Oh, I'm coming up to the eve of my father and brother's death. Yeah. You know, brother killed himself on the 15th. Dad killed himself on the 25th. Yeah. And that looms over me. 
and it's there i know it's there i'm massively as anybody says to me get over it are you ever going to get over it you're never going to get over grief you know that's the biggest price we have ever paid to have true love and that's grief that's gifted to you you're going to feel that every year and then i fight for that i really dig deep and try and put that face and put the decorations up i'm one but you do it you just fucking do it quick word from one of our sponsors guru technology Simply put, they're the highest Google-rated company in their industry. A very different service and a very different set of products covering business-to-business -business mobiles, phone systems, energy renewables and EV, security, CCTV, alarms, AMPR, broadband and IT. They specialise in dealing with companies who are receiving really poor service and spending a lot of money currently with their supplier. They will come to site, do a free-of-charge audit and fix any problems that you're having. So if you've got problems with your current supply chain, search Guru Technology in Google and give them a buzz. Thank you. Let's get back to the podcast. Just crack on, lad. Springs around the corner. So do you use hope as a way of dealing with that sort of stuff? I hope for everything. I pray. I'm religious in the sense of uh, uh, people. You know, I don't... Is there a God? There's something... I've touched the presence, you know, we talk about this, all these energies and we can hold on to this, these belief systems. What, and it all comes down to that big word is that's hope. That's all that is. God or, or an energy or asking the universe or the, the secret, whatever gives you hope is that's all you're switching on for. Just switch on for that hope and it will come. You know, what are you hopeful for nowadays? I'm uh, guessing that's changed. Changes, yeah, massively changes. At some point, I'm like, well, last year I, was, I felt like I'd, I'd achieved everything. I've done enough. I'm hit the pinnacle. I'm as, um, as wealthy as I want to be and successful as I want to be. And now will be a good time to end that. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. That, I mean, that's ridiculous. Yeah. So I knew that I had to go and do some work. Um, and now it is growing old with a lot of lovely people and watching them. You say growing old, right? You're early 40s. Yeah. You look younger than me, and I'm 35 or 36, depending on what I actually want to say at <laughs> any moment in time because I'm crap with dates, like we said. You're hardly, you're hardly old. Yeah. You've got, young, you got young, young family yeah. and grandkids and stuff like that. There's a lot, a lot going on there. There's a yeah. lot to do. A lot, a lot of hope, a lot of positive stuff there. Mm. A lot of difficulty as well. It's splitting your time between... Different bits and pieces. I've got some questions to come in a minute, actually. I've reached out to people on social media. And, um, oh, I might as well throw them in now, actually. <laughs> One of them in now, why not? Um, so this, this is from Jay, who is in our... So we've got a podcast Facebook group where we sort of network and communicate and talk about a bunch of different things and try and help each other. Um, Jay, in that, mentioned about kids and mental health and stuff like that. So seeing, seeing the experience you've had in your past around um, grief and, and, and loss and other things that have gone on, um, how do you talk about mental health if you do and challenges with your mental health with your kids? Is that something that comes up? Is it something that you're mindful of? I am a big one, actually. A big learner here was when my daughter was younger, growing up and causing me a bit of trouble between a mixed household, mixed families and young adults that didn't know how to communicate with each other, the mother and father, basically. Yeah. And we had a hate for each other, which then caused massive trouble with my raising my daughter. 
Um, and I remember saying to her one day, and obviously she was a witness to one of my... Um, I raised her for a long time and I found it very difficult. She brought a lot of trouble to my house. Gangs, teens, living there, young parents, and not having that stable thing. And um, I spoke to her about my mental health. And um, it, I, I think that it, it caused a lot of damage in a sense of... Um, if what, I, for her? Yeah. You think, yeah? Yeah, I do. Um, and, and trying to explain it to her perhaps gave her what if I'm the same. So gave her an anxiety she didn't so have. So she never knew reason. anything. If she knew no different, would she know what it is until it was there? Yeah. Um, and my daughter has mental health issues now. Not, not, not greatly, but they are there and we do talk about how we are and she's very open by it and she's went and got help as well. Um, but would I speak about it with my, my next generation, uh, which is Frank and Arla? Um, only if I recognised it in them or they're worried about me Strange, isn't it? Because it's like that's part of your tapestry of who you are. Yeah. We all have issues and we all have things that happen. And that's part of us. So why wouldn't we speak about it? But in speaking about it, is that gonna give them a fear and an anxiety that they never would have had? Mm. Do you know what I mean? It, well, am I plagued with the same thing? Yeah. Because if you think it's in my it's in my bloodline, my, if it had never happened to me, would I still be like this anyway? Mm. But because I know about it. And it's um yeah, it's really, really bothered me. Is it? Is it? You know, nature or nurture? Is it in your bloodline? Is it ancestry? Is there something hanging over you? Is there something wrong with your biochemistry? All of these things. Um, like my son, I bring him up to be the most sensitive and powerful man he can. So I, I capture emotions with him, and emotions for me and him. If I see him crying, I tell him off for crying. I try and find out why why that's happening. So I'm more curious of their emotional state and nurturing that, yeah. their fears, their, I don't want to be doing that, Dad. Like, I'm scared of that, Dad. And like, How do you approach that then? So, so if, if, you, if your son says, I'm scared of that, I don't really want to do that. You... There's a few choices. You go, kept talking. On the other side of that, son. On the other side of that, like these things I wanted to, my dad said that to me one yeah. day. On the other side of fear is growth. But do they understand what growth is? No. Could you be like teaching them all this stuff and it's, but there's going to come to an age where you have so much knowledge to pass down because you've survived it all. Um, but but I, not maybe as much time left to pass it. Yeah. And I wish I'd, I'd, you know, I spent a lot of time with my grandfather hearing his stories and stuff, but I never heard my father's. I don't know what being a dad is. I don't know what that's like. Yeah. So, you know, um, to answer the question, like approaching it with your children, they're going to see dad upset sometimes and you just let them know it's okay to be upset and cry and what they've got to do to comfort them because they could be scared of that. They've never seen a man cry. Mm. Just come and give your dad a hug. You tell me it's going to be all right. Even if you don't know, it's going to be okay. It's all the way with hope. There you go. Yeah. Teach your child how to give someone else hope. And that's it. You're going to be there for me because you're going to be there for your parents. You're going to be there in the hardest and darkest times. And you're going to be there for your children's darkest times. And we're all going to have them whether you like it or not. So, yeah, so how, how to do that? Do you think in terms of that sort of family unit, do you think um, you've obviously done a lot of a lot of self-reflection and a lot of growth for yourself personally, focusing and really knuckling down this year? using things like the boxing to kind of get that clarity. Mm. Um, do you think there's a way to go back to where he was? Or you think you're 
you push on from that part. I pushed on. Totally pushed on. Yeah, you won't see me go backwards on this um, because I got to the, the the bottom, the bottom of that um, mentally. Um, I mean, don't, I've, you know, through my time, I've always had growth. Yeah, and there's always been those times of just poor crashing, and I've got enough energy to give it anymore. Just got to let it drift. It's okay to do that as well. I feel that it's okay just to be still, to reset. When, or, yeah, so is that your approach when things get bad? Yeah, yeah. If they get too heavy and you want a day in bed, have a day in bed. Not every day has that's to not, be a growth that's, day. Because that's not, that's not necessarily what society or social media tells you to do. No, get up. They tell you to get up, Freak get on with you. it, fucking just crack on. You know, and you see these influencers travelling to different locations every week, doing this, doing that. And you think, what am I doing wrong not to have this or not to live up to that expectation? And the expectation of social media and society is so high and it's always perfect and there's never anything wrong. And it's, yeah, that, that's just a line. And you think, well, I'm way down here. Like, what's the, what's the point? Yeah, it makes you feel worse. Yeah. Doing this whole ice bath thing and this three, two, one, and getting out and I can't do it and yeah, yeah, yeah that's really quite. You so, know? so your sort of approach, so if things get really, really tough for you, you do whatever is best for you at that moment. Oh, and if that's just nothing, then nothing's what you'll do. Yeah, sit there, sit with it. There's more time. There's more times coming. Out, enjoy your own difficulties. Enjoy them. Sit with them. Battle with them. Think about them. Overwork them. Overcook them. Um, at that point and you will see a lighter day from that you can't sit in your shit until you start smelling a bit you have to get up you have to put that one foot in front of the other at some point and that that is the biggest triumphs that's why everything else is so easy sometimes because that's the hardest thing getting out of bed it all keys in yeah it all ties in doesn't it yeah, weird. And then and then there'd be a, like a whole point, like when we started this boxing journey, he's dedicated commitment and discipline. I have said I'm going to do something. Now let's do it. And everything's now and again, you're going to get a thing trying to draw you back to something else or a friend, a negative friend or someone influencing your life. Um, but if you're so committed to something, you're so passionate about it, other people will join in on your journey, encourage your journey with you. Mm. You say you go and quit smoking to 50 people, you've got 50 people to be accountable to. Yeah, always asking you yeah. questions. And yeah. do you know what? That's easy enough to go, oh, did you quit the smoking? And they say, and you go, nah. It's like this. You've, took, you've let 50 people down. 50 people now don't believe in you. So when you say something, you tell everybody. So it's such as mental health i tell everybody now if i'm not well yeah i'm sick to death of hiding it not having a great time at the minute that's okay yeah that's okay and they understand when you're having a good time down watch it fly you know yeah. we, we've got you and we want to be on your train and on your coattails and we're coming with you yeah so. i think that makes for more honest relationships with people as well like there's so many like surface level people that you interact with in your life you yeah. don't really dig any deeper. As soon as you get deeper, you get a bit of honesty come through, transparency. You can see people's friendships develop, emotions develop, passion for each other's journeys develop, and then you, you, you're on each other's train, really. You're supporting each other. If you can get that happening with multiple people, then it's special. Yeah, trust. Do so you think that's what you've got with your businesses at the moment? So I want to come on to that sort of stuff. So yeah. you've, you've kind of gone from self-teaching how to cut hair with clippers at 13 uh. to... 
you know, looking at some of the stuff that you're doing, we've got Academy, your, your Academy that you've got. I work um, for one of the biggest brands in the world. I work for one how, of the how's biggest that, brands. How's that come about and how, are we, how, have, you, how have you made that happen? Um, knowing, knowing 100% I'm going to. I'm going to do that. And then there's self-belief. Like, even when everything was against me, I'd make a whole new world that Daniel sits in, which is better, and I'll go to that place. And and people, be very good with people, be genuine, um, light up a room, you know, smile more and be kind. People will see the authentic you. And, um, yeah, passion is the biggest one there. Passion to do better, be recognised for what you do. Again, legacy. So I started... Um, entering competitions i wanted to know that i would push boundaries and push myself and, and win trophies for it I mean, we all are in a competitive state of growth and to be better and the competition starts with you and so i would do that and my grandfather would um you know i lived with my grandfather for a time and they would take me to these competitions and I'd see this crazy hair that i'm doing they'd help me on the dining room table and stuff like that. and it was amazing and again it went with my foster family they would help me, they would buy my scissors. But the competitive world for me was that's what, you know, um, winning the first one and standing on there and getting applauded. I was like, ah, kind of like this. Yeah. 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 The competition element. That was nice. That's it. But we're all in competition with the business as well. Everyone's in competition with each other. The better salon, the better this. Who's got a better team? So you're quite confident your team's the best. Quite confident, you're quite confident in what you, you're doing, your team are doing. What, why is that? When we look at our stats, okay, so we're just the hairdressers. Because you're heavily reviewed, yeah. like five star. Yeah. Everywhere you look. Our business is so unique. It's, and, and that's happened through employing individuals for their personality and their wants, their needs, the, how they fit in. We have the perfect team perfect realm right now every single one of our team members we absolutely love and enjoy and encourage every single one of them not one bad egg not one and i, I do you know what i don't want to grow it sometimes i'm like this is perfection we have got there and it's in, with the help of everybody else um we've got a great management great man we've got philip sevi who's been with me 17 years his core belief is my core belief it's looking after people just it doesn't have to be hard you know just everyone has a good time when they come in and then i teach the skill element you know we you can't just be a great people you've got to have skill yeah you've got to be so good at what you do that anyone walks through that door you know you're going to deliver exactly their needs and what they want but then you've got the whole what that place feels like when you walk through that door and uh, I hear of people speaking about other sounds. Well, yeah, but it's a bit like this, it's a bit bitchy in that. It's a bit this. You that. hear that a lot. Everywhere. I'm like, a lot. why? Why? You know, you come into ours, ours and you, you're welcome, like you're welcomed into your mama's kitchen. Yeah. You know, it's heartful. You know, the big smile, everybody's happy to be there. Everybody's happy to, to work a little bit longer if they had to. Um, and I'm also happy to know when, when you haven't got the fight in you, it's okay just to sit them back a bit and look after them and carry them. Uh, and they'll do always do their best. Like people don't have time off at my work. They don't have time sick. They'd rather be at work sick because being at home isn't as fun as it is being at work. Is that because you've developed a sense of 
that sort of team vibe yeah. where yeah. you are that they don't want to call in sick because they don't let someone down, don't let a client down, don't let the team down, yeah. don't put pressure yeah. on anybody we, else. Yeah. And we have, have to go in. We yeah. have our, our clients, our, our clients, um, they, they, they belong to each and every person there. So Jade's clients is Jade's, that's Chloe's, there's Philippe's. Yeah. That's your, they're your babies, they're your family. I've been cutting someone's hair from when I was 13 and now I'm 41 and they're still with me. That's a sister, that's a brother, that's a relative. Yeah. I'm, I know everything about that person, they know everything about me. What other place allows you to do that? And there is a financial transaction to this of growth. At that point of their life, they would charge, I charge it probably 50 pence for a haircut. Now they're paying 108 pounds for me to cut their hair. Yeah. I'm so lucky, so privileged, but my passion has got me all the way through there. Every time they've sat in my chair, I've delivered. Every time they've, that one hour job, I've delivered perfection and I'm a perfectionist. Against some of my own things, being a perfectionist, people say is, is quite poisonous sometimes and when you strive for perfection, never reaching it. Yeah. I'm like, why wouldn't you? You could take that as negatives. Yeah. yeah. If you were not a stronger person, stronger world, you could take that negativity and think, well, I've not delivered. Oh, I'll take that into my next, well, next client. I've done that. Yeah. And that happens. You can have a whole day where you go, I'm, I'm the best hairdresser today. Yeah. Like, and you go home and like, look at my work. Look at my work. Yeah. You know, I'm going to edit it down. I'm going to make a story of it. Look yeah. what I created today. And then there's a whole day where you just want to put your head under the sand and go, I was a rubbish hairdresser today. Yeah. So you're only against each, against the day before of creativity. It's art. It's an art form. And we don't get it. Or not every musician or every chef was going to make the best you know, food every time. It's going to, you know, perhaps run. What happens then when you have a bad day? Um, you sit there with that, knowing tomorrow won't be the uh, tomorrow will be a bad day. So again, it's just it's the hope of the next day. Yeah, but you, and you go, you, you analyze it. You go, what went wrong? Where was I at? And usually, nine times out of ten, it's your mental state. How will you dealt with it, rather than what actually was happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mental state. If you if you're not in the right head frame, you're not gonna you're not gonna become number one. And you're trying, you know, in a hairdressing, you're trying to be number one every day. So you've got various business interests. Yes. You've got salon, you mentioned there about your sort of ambassador role. Mm -hmm. um, you've got your academy. Mm -hmm. um, you've got other things coming mm -hmm. as well. Um, what's giving you the most sort of stress at the minute? What's giving you the most energy at the minute? Okay, so... Where are you putting your time? Um, I needed, uh, this year, I thought, right, I need help. I need to know where I'm going now, and financial advisors, sorting your wheels out, sorting these. You've got assets now, Daniel. Yeah. You know, you built in 10 years, you built all this in 10 years. Now, I think 10, 20 to 30 was just kind of finding out what's going on, finding your feet and seeing where you can go and do these amazing things. And then trying your hardest. 30 was then sorting it out, what you're going to be. Yeah. 40 to 50 is, okay, I know exactly what I want from all of that exactly what I want and what I realise is that I, I will never be as wealthy as I need to be um, just owning one salon our salon uniquely turns over as much profits and as much money as four salon chain four salon chains so a, sal a, a chain of hairdressers which has four salons yeah. in one building we turn over that and we have um, a quarter of their team what that tells me is that all my stylists are really, really, they're, they're me. They're earning what I earn yeah. as a business owner. So I know that sharing my profits with these guys was never going to make me as wealthy as I need to be. 
I don't need to be wealthy. I want to be. Yeah. I've got a dream. Yeah. So I set myself this goal and target. And it all came down to watching this um, program called uh, Escape to the Chateau. Okay. The sense of escaping, escapism. Doing everything for a goal. What's it all at the end? I see salons. I saw one salon chain that had been open 35 years with their name on it. And it had heritage there. It was passed down from generation to generation and now it's gone. What was it all for? What's the why? Yeah. So I'm going to come away from Daniel Granger hairdressing. Um, all of these things. So like going on to TV, why did you go on to TV? So the first TV show I did was Great British Hairdresser. Why did I do that? Well, I looked at Richard Branson as one of my idols. And I watched him climb a tower, dressed as a freaking woman. Yeah. To grow his business, to get yeah. awareness. It's awareness, getting people's faces. Yeah. It doesn't matter whether it's good or bad or ridiculous. You've got to do those things that scare you to get to the next level. Yeah. And so I went on there, not knowing the clue. I went on to do eight episodes, talk to the rich and famous, and uh, I left the show. Um, no, I didn't want to win the show, show eight. I walked away from that, created a bit of fame. It also created a little bit of ego, too much. I lost a lot. And then I went on to then drive it, drive it. But everything happened for a reason. Everything happened there. So then I went on to be a teacher after that. So I got my face in, in front of people. Yeah. And I turned up to an event and I was doing this uh, blow dry. And I had an audience more than anyone else in that room. And people were like, Who, who's that guy? He's just talking about a blow dry. And says, what he's talking about is nonsense. It's absolute nonsense, but he got them. And he realised then you've got a bit of a gift. You've got a gift to talk and connect with people on a real, real, what, what their heart's screaming at, and you're going to gift it to them because you've got a platform now. Yeah. And I knew that was my life then, to tour the world and teach on stages from you know Australia to Mexico City, Italy. Italy, I was the head of education for five years wow. from this global brand. And I absolutely loved their sense of family. So I knew then, going around and watching these, how happy these people are on their day-to-day, -day, and emotional, happy and emotional. I was yeah. like, you're my people. Yeah. Happy and emotional. And their culture and the way they live and they eat together and they have, and their grand, they look after their grandmother. Grandmother came to the event with the grandkids whilst I'm teaching them to cut hair. I want that. So I want to live in Italy. I don't want to live in the UK. I think the UK has lost this. It's lost. It's gone. It is, and I, like these other places still have that little bit so I, I'm going to watch I watched this escape to the chateau and I'm going to buy a castle how do I buy a castle I need all of these things now all of these places to run because I've got my salon here I can keep growing that that's so organic though you can't push your boundaries with a salon it's so organic and it depends on the person that you employ and if you employ the wrong person you need to get rid of them very quickly now I've learned don't keep trying yeah. Oh, trying with them. If they're not trying themselves, get out and just move on quickly. You're not my people. You're not in my kingdom. You're not my army. You're not my warrior. Um, and look after the ones that are massively. Go above and beyond. So that's going to grow that and grow your own. So train them from the day dot. Teach them from their first pound in their wallet and how they got there. And then how they want to get to the growth of buying their own home.
you know, is that a goal of yours? Let's get there together. So you're teaching them stuff they should learn at school. I'm going to teach you a skill. I'm going to teach you life skills just from my experiences. So the other external stuff, such as the teaching, I, I get, I get, I earn more money out of my teaching than I do the salon. But I'm only allowed to do the teaching because my salon pays is comfortable. So I can leave there yeah. and do whatever I like externally. And I still come back to a business that's generating income. Beautiful. All right, so let's go and teach. And I did a London exhibition. There. I had like nearly 2,000 people watching me cut hair on stage. I was shaking. I was shaking on stage. I'm still that nervous boy. You're going out there. Oh, fucking hell, I got and I enjoy it. And I be me. And I say the things that I want to say. I do what I want to do. I won't box. And um, I'll teach everybody else. If, 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 no matter what you've come from, whatever cards you've been dealt, you know, you can fluff it. You can you can bluff anything with confidence. But you have to believe in yourself. Even if it's not there, you're gonna get there. So believe you're already there. Yeah. There's so much that it's gonna come. You must have yeah. business in business. Yeah, it? you have to. Because if you're not, then nobody else is. Yeah. That's the problem. And it's exhausting sometimes. But if the hope is big enough, then that just drives you forward. If the yeah. purpose is big enough, that just drives you forward. And if you've got multiple people all tied into the business yeah. achieving their personal mm. stuff and that's gold can't buy that anywhere and that only comes with time organic yeah. nature of yeah, you can't force it you know every company talks about culture and you know they got a flyer for this and then they've got values on the wall and most of the time it's just just words on a wall they don't live and die by those values every day they don't think and talk about those things every day they're just on a wall because every company needs a vision yeah <laughs> but, but, but what part is it you know we, we had a meeting this morning um I don't think our vision is where we are. I don't think it's where we want to go anymore. Yeah. We've been going five years. Okay. So we, we need to change it. Yeah. We need to change it's it. The now. Go. So let's get let's get an understanding of what, as a group, we want this company to be. And let's talk. Let's see where those, where those synergies are for all of us. Because we're all different people delivering different things, but want the same thing. The DNA is the same. So come with your ideas, you know, Take some time this week. Let's have a sit down on Monday next week and let's start the planning of, you know, our business. Yeah, allow, allow that to adapt. Allow yeah. that to change. That, that, that's that's a strong leader is listening to your advisors. So no, I'll say ten years ago, I'd be like, no, we're doing this way. Yeah, yeah. This is the way. Sometimes you do. I'm confident. This is the way. <laughs> yeah. This is what it is. But it's like, what's he going on about again? But it's like you need to. I think you need to have that council. Yeah, the council is massive. Um, I mean, Jade for me has been my biggest counselor. To be able to run successful businesses, you need to have some sort of logic. You'll need to have a strategy. You'll need to understand your numbers. You'll need to know bits and pieces. And you've got multiple streams of income, multiple things going on. Um, so you must have that. Yeah. Or is that something that maybe oh, your business partner brings to the table? Or is that just part of <laughs> I don't know. My, um, my business partner is the opposite of that. Really? Okay. It's the opposite. I do all of that. Okay. But I don't do that. Yeah. I have other people do it for me. Yeah. I have someone who counts my numbers. Yeah. I have to earn enough money to pay that man. Yeah. I have somebody that comes and does my books. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. I couldn't even tell you what's on my books. Yeah. Yeah. I look at the sheet and they tell me a summary each month. You're over on this, but that's a general, you've got, you've got five years of evidence, 10 years of evidence. And, at, and that's yeah. all you're looking at is yeah. the evidence. Where are you spending too much? Where, where are you not making enough? Where are you dripping money? You feel it in your yeah. own business. It's like your house. Yeah. 
the water builds up must be a leak yeah the gas has been on and my timer's off differently yeah you know instinctively you'll know your company it's yeah. you you belong to it so you know each day on everything that's running systematically that you don't have to try for it yeah and you look at your accounts when they come in you scan them over you give them your attention your time and then everything else is there for this the development of the building the upkeep of this and that so let's say I started a business all over again. That's where I take myself each time. I say, right, Daniel Granger's a new year. It's a new business. Have them go and get the new business. You so we tell each other every year. Every year, yeah. Year. What, what's this year? And a plan, a strategy. It always comes down to team first. How are you? Where are you going to be? What do you want to do this year? And we go for, a, we don't have Christmas parties. We don't go out drinking together. We go out walking together. We go out and plant daffodils and do that sort of thing. Because the other stuff, that's that would distract me. Yeah, I'd go out on a team event, get drunk up, some stupid got one because everyone's out there. Yeah, the noggin, and then it creates a bad atmosphere. Well, don't do that then. Yeah, don't do it. You don't have to. No one says you have to have a Christmas party and yeah. invite alcohol and, and and toxic behavior or loose lips. Yeah, um, so don't do it. You don't have to. No one's told you to do something nicer. So we do that instead. That's massive. Yeah, that's changed the whole place, but it runs itself. AI intelligence runs my company for me. My system tells me we're about stock. It then reorders the stock, and that's with one person at the front of the house. I manage her really well to manage the other things with not yeah. too much pressure. My manager will then manage the other bits. My business partner manages work ethic. Now, he doesn't know he's doing that. That's just standards. He, yeah. he's, he's, he will strive, strive. And why says someone's striving in your company always? There's a level to reach to. Mm. Not saying you've got to be him, just work towards that. Some of my, one of my girls, I've never had a crossword. Um, and she's been with me 10 years. And she's just, and she didn't realize that she hadn't had a promotion in a year. And I was like, do you know your promotion puts another three grand on your salary? Well, yeah, but I don't want to charge my clients that. So it's, it's handling all different yeah. individuals. You're handling different businesses within a business. Yeah. Each one of my stars has their own company working underneath one roof that's all that is you put that in a pot that's your profit and that's your wages and then you pay your tax and that's insurance on that so it's not micromanaging is it and like the building's gorgeous the building is everything yeah when do you like coming into work yeah yeah do you like going home yeah it's all right do you like coming into work yeah it's beautiful massive tall ceilings the perfect drinks and those little toxic things such as uh we're using too much coffee these these days, guys. Or uh, someone's 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 not buying their share in, or putting fifty p in. A... Get rid. Yeah, yeah. If you are charging your staff to drink at your workplace, you're yeah. in the wrong workplace. Yeah. You know that stuff like that. You're know, charging for their own hair, and bits and pieces, not being able to bring their family. You have to let go of a lot of things. Don't get me wrong. When things are tough, you do look at. Trying to trying to resource from your own resources yeah. and your own pots, and that's the worst thing you can ever do. That's the worst desperation, thing. really, isn't it? It's kind of you immediately look and think, if you're not doing as well, where can I cut? Yeah, but let's charge for the coffee. Yeah, or where can I? You know, but that's it, and that breeds the wrong behaviour. But it brought yeah. me into my new concept. Okay, so I'm here now. I've got a successful, amazing salon. Yeah. Um, there's not many salons that turn over just and short of a million quid. Yeah. And that's where I'm going to be in the next two years, just short of a million quid yeah. in one building. It's, it's, it's never had, no one does it. Yeah. There's not, it doesn't exist. 
like, I'm doing that. Fucking hell, I'm doing it. Am I blagging it? Probably, because you've done that all your life and that's okay. Yeah. It's okay to have imposter syndrome and to think that you've done this out of just pure luck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay. If you, It's okay. But the logic, as you said, the logic is I pay people for the logic part of it. And we have a appointment systems, we have this. But my next one is that the movement of hairdressing and employment is so difficult to employ someone now. Um, we just had to find the right person. Or, uh, um, government, um, okay. uh, you know, we just had the, the, you know, the, the, the autumn, uh, papers come through and how hard it is going to be for a small business to run their salon. We are so wages led. Yeah. 52% of our sal- of our income is wages. 52%. Our purchases are probably about 10 to 15% of our turnover, such as color, professional stock. And we want high grade product. Mm. We don't want something down there. Like. Clients don't know about this, but we have the most expensive product we could put on your hair. Yeah. And because we want the best. You know, you want the best five-star salon, five-star chef is going to want the best, you know, farm produce is going to want the best growth. So we then know that product is so important to us. Um, The building environment is massive and it's, you know, keeping the temperature control, the bills running, the water running, and you know how busy uh, electric is and hair dryers and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, But, the biggest one is tax. You know, everything that we put in our till is 20%. 20% of everything. And we've got nothing to claim back. Yeah. Because it's all salary. Yes. Yeah. So we're investing in humankind. And that's our product is humans and talent. Human and talent. And uh, I know that. Now they're asking for little bits more and a little bit more of each person. So I thought, well, how can I get them richer? Not how can I be richer? How can I get my st- staff for their work ethic and how they put so much more in their time, their skill, their energy? And it's a hard job. Yeah. It's one you're dealing with a person and their look, and it can go wrong, and it can, and it can there is an element of that if you don't get the right you know right ingredient just that right that day or the right tone. Yeah. And maybe that client is having a shit day. Yeah. And they're gonna put it on you, or maybe they're exhausting you. Maybe they're putting all their troubles on you. We don't get paid to counsel. Yeah, but naturally you'll be talking and, yeah. We're doing your hair. So yeah. it's a hard job. Yeah. It's really taxing. Um, so I think, well, how can I pay you more money? But we can't because we try to, and then we try and put our, raise our prices up for the customer and we don't want to do it because we love them. Yeah. We know they're in a difficult position, but we have to because you've put the prices up and we're going around in this boat fighting for that little... Yeah, that ten percent or the, the the fifteen percent profit margin is just it goes in. You've got to find it somewhere else. So I thought, right, what if all my staff had a business within a business? How much money do I make out of each individual one? So this is my next growth. And I thought, how big actually? If I've done this in ten years, what can I do now? So I'm thinking, well, I'm going to go global. I'm going to take my idea and go global with it. How do I get there? Right, right, I've got this pot of money coming in. I've got mortgages here. I've earned money on this and this and this. And I collaborated all together. Right, I've got that money to play with. Yeah, I could do something great with that. So now I thought I want to go into the self-employed business. And I keep hearing of it, the freelance scale, everybody having their own business, because then we cut the VAT man out straight away. Well, they're 20% richer if I cut your VAT out. Yeah. I think you're just robbing people now of that. You know, it's a Fugazi. It's not a product. It's a haircut. It's a skill. How can you put 20% VAT on a skill? It's not right. I just, I don't believe in it. Um, so I thought, well, if we take that out, 
I can give you 20% of the higher salary. How about that? So I figured out a way where we can service individual artists in a freelance environment by hiring them a space, not a chair, a experience. So they are now the client. The stylist is the client. Yeah. And the client gets greeted in, they get shown to their salon, their booth, which has been tailor-made. It's been beautifully like looked after by the concierge and the chambermaid or the you know the room service and it has it all and so i'm going to change my entire brand i'm going to crush daniel granger as a brand gone because it's not about me anymore it's about them plus i want a brand that i can sell so you this is my i'm literally doing it next year yeah i'm going for it when when's when's it all kicking off i don't know i'm <laughs> not sure yet because i keep having things knock me off my perch okay no, okay um, they're big things because I'm, I'm I'm looking at the biggest thing I've ever done. I'll put my house up, remortgage my house in the hardest time to remortgage, and my properties, and um, my luck, my investment from brands endorsements. It's all going in. I could sit there and go, oh, I'm 41, you know, I've got, you know, best part of happy to survive on just what's happening now. I've got this yeah. lump of money in that. That could do me now. I'm happy. You know, I've reached that. Yeah. It's not much, but you know, but no, I want to go all in again. Just for that final, not the, probably not the final time. But I want to open a brand called Hotel Hair. I've had it trademarked. And Hotel Hair is exactly what I've created, but except for you work for yourself. Is that okay? And we're going to help you build your business within this business and this community and have this really beautiful place to come to where we look after you. You just turn up and do your work. Do your skill. Let me take the business part away from you. I've got an accountant that does that. And basically, I'm replicating me. Where would I want yeah. to work if I didn't have a business? I'd go there. Yes, I'm going to charge a premium for this. It's not going to be 30 quid a day. And I think people that yeah. are renting their chairs out these days for £50, £75. Yeah. How hard did you work to create this space, to get that chair in that mirror, just to give it away? Oh, that's crazy. Uh, you need to try that it's worth something that chair that space or maybe you don't believe in yourself that's why you're giving it 35 quid a week you know but these self-employed hairdressers they're doing really well for themselves but they lose motivation they lose the camaraderie they lose the passion yeah and it is that it's not worth anything to them they don't have this family environment so i need this juggling so you bring in both things together yeah bring to both worlds yeah and, and really looked after i really look after you and, and then i'm going to look after your clients so it's that put the person first. Um, and I'd like to open one in a city because I think there'll be more hairdressers that have reached a level that want somewhere to work from, which can really achieve their goals. And, and work out, we need to work out a way where we can get around the, the tax elements of business where it's comfortable for the individual. Mm. Um, we're not trying to cheat the tax. We should all pay our taxes. And if you're paying taxes, it means you're turning some money over. Don't worry about it. You perhaps spent too much and then didn't realise you tacked your, your account on and say, did you keep the money back and you're yeah. chasing it, which I did for a few years. Yeah. Bloody hell. Like, I said, mate, you're paying tax. You're making money. Yeah. Don't worry. I'm like, okay, I'll get my head around that. And I just want my these guys to be able to do that and have more time off, have more flexible hours, you know, not be governed by someone. But if you don't want to work, but you've still got to pay me my part. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot of things that I'm thinking about how to do. 
I've never believed it. Um, going from the pen and paper to booking someone in to now, we can analyse everything in a business on the touch of a button. That's why it's so easy now, because we, we have intelligence taking over for us, us non-intelligent hairdressers. As yeah. people would like to say, hairdressers are a little bit on the dim side. I, I, I beg to differ. <laughs> no, with no, no, our business, it, it's we we need technology and um, telecommunications and IT. So AI is, is in our business now. You know, it's we've got phone systems that are alerting customers when they've got a customer because of the tonality in their voice that's not very happy, or being able to report against keywords that have been. You know, as soon as somebody says complaint, you've got somebody that's coming into the back of that call secretly to listen to that call, help that that person deal with it properly. Um, you've got reports that tell you. You know, emotively, how happy your customers are without having to go through a, please rate me for five, you know, five stars on Trustpilot, for example. So there's, there's, there's it's going in everywhere. Um, That's incredible. I call that. Could I have that on my stations? <laughs> listen, 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 in, yeah, listen in. It's cool. You know, it's like people have the complaints, keywords, emotional mm. intelligence, and being able to actually put that all together into a report. You know, at the end of a month or week or a day, that gets smashed out to the owner of the company so here's your executive summary of what's happened in your business today yeah have a look through it's, that it's where do you think you got to go where have you got a pivot yeah. where, so we, get, we don't know where we're pivoting like looking at your accounts is that's it you've got yeah. a chance to pivot you've just yeah. said that we need to change everything yeah it's not we're not going in the right direction yeah don't be afraid of change yeah don't get too comfortable with the normal like some things haven't worked for me i've i've, I've made massive decisions and they were the worst thing i've ever done and I'm quick to go, well, that was wrong. Yeah. Quick, scramble back, let's put it back together. Cool, let's not do that again. Yeah. But if you don't try something, you'll never learn. You'll never find where the next level is. Yeah. So um, I've got a couple of questions from people. So um, down on Instagram, oh, I've already asked that one, sorry. That I've, yeah, I've, how do you balance your time and your life? That's what Darren mentioned on Instagram, but I think we've already answered that. Mm. Um, I've got one here from Ash. Um, so he wants three top tips from you, top tips, I'll get my words out in a minute, three top tips on how you've been so successful in your career. Uh, okay, three top tips. It sounds like a really, really cliche thing. Um, dream. Dream. Like really dream of something so powerful and have it right in front of you and you picture it, you draw it out in your head. I, I, they call it, I don't... Manifestation. I, I love all that, yeah, yeah. I don't love all that. It's falling in and out of love with it, yeah. right? The manifestation. Yeah. Because I kind of think, if you really so true, like you're in it, you're going to get there. Yeah. No matter what, you're going to see the finish line, you're going to get somewhere towards it, if not better than that, or exactly that. So it's dream big, right? And never stop dreaming. You know, everything is possible, no matter what's in front of you, even whatever's going on. The second one would be to be authentic. Always stay, like, authenticity is everything. It, 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 people, you, I'm in a people business. People have to believe me. You know, and if I'm not authentic, I can see through people. Yeah. And I can feel it. You feel that energy. Yeah. And you ultimately don't want to work with them. Yeah, yeah, put you off. There's con men out there. Yeah. Oh, I've been conned. Yeah. Ooh. I did that, and uh, like that is that's my Achilles heel. Yeah, too trusted. Yeah, took me for you took me, and I allowed that to happen. So authentic, be authentic, and but be authentic and have great integrity. Like, are you doing the right thing for this person? Are you selling them something that they want? 
You know, are you going to be happy with yourself once you've given them that? Yeah. Are they going to return? Yeah. Or that is that just you're going to go nip off people all yeah, your yeah. life, and, and you know fill the top and you've got a hole in the bucket. Yeah, that's it. And the next one is um, so. Ask the question again. I I'm, think you've done three. I think you've done three. <laughs> yeah, you have. Yeah, you absolutely have. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned this. So hotel hair, is it happening next year? Definitely. Or have you still got a bit of work to do? A little bit of a setback. I hired somebody to be a business coach for me. And, as, and they were really useful. Yeah. I can't take that away. But they, I wanted something a little bit more. And all my life, I was like, where is the golden nugget? Who has the answer? Yeah. The answer's within. Oh, whatever. Answer's not with you. And go and tell me. Someone knows the answer. Yeah. How do I get there? What have I got to do? Um, and I did so much searching in myself. And it's like they will talk about don't focus on the, the, the budget. Just know that it's going to come. And I, this is where my emotion now kicks out. Where's my logic? Because this is yeah. going to cost me everything. Yeah. I lose my home, my business. And Can't just on the way. No, I need to know facts and figures now. I need to get serious about business. So that's what I'm teaching myself now is you've done all the creative. You've done all the grafting, the, the, you know, the hammering it down, the, the, the hustling, the going to get the contracts, doing this, doing that, creating your brand, creating your name. Now it's logic because you could lose everything if you don't. The heart and everything else comes with that because you've got that. Mm. So, um, yeah, that, that for me is, uh, I have to know what. So you, are you looking for a business professional, seasoned business professional to try and just, just be a, uh, somebody to bounce ideas off of, to get a bit of advice, guidance, to be there as a, as an official non-exec or an unofficial sort of just on the end of a phone. Well, I have, I have these people I'm surrounded in them. Yeah. I have millionaires all around me yeah. every day who have done these things. It's asking the right questions to the right people. Yeah. Um, people will want to help you for free as well. Yeah. They want something out of it at the end of it. Stop thinking everybody wants something. Yeah. Some people just want to share their knowledge. Yeah. So ask the question. They're in the same way, which is yeah. wanting to help Most somebody. Most of yeah. mine is, is procrastination. Is that I've got all of this going on, juggling that, and then I don't get time to do that bit. I know that bit's coming. Um, so next year is it, I can't say, is it going to happen next year? Cause I'm worried about the times. Mm -hmm. That's my biggest thing, isn't it? I mean, you've got to, you've got to be logical sometimes. You, you can't, you know, um, launch a sh ship into sand. It's not going to work. Yeah. You've got to wait. It's fruitful. You know, the waters have come back and timing is everything, especially when I'm navigating something so out of my comfort zone. So I'm thinking about going into a city I don't know nothing about. Now I'm doing my research on the city by asking questions of people who live there. What's the best areas? What are, doing? are you looking for something? So I'm starting to connect the dots of what I've already learned and what, how I'm going to do yeah. it. So I'm going to buy a building. I don't want to rent a building. I want to buy a building. I don't want to rent because I've learned what renting never gets you anywhere. Yeah. Buy your premises. You're putting into that. That's another income. That's another at the end to sell, and then I'm going to kit that out. But maybe I want something. I want something bigger. So I'm going to need something with floors. Who can take over the next floors? So we could have maybe a creative space there for workspace, um, and then the next one will be a digital agency. So I'm like, I've got two guys that I'm talking to. Would you like to go yeah. to Birmingham with me? All of these things will connect. Now you say, well, how do you know that? Well, that's exactly how I did that one. So I'm going to follow that formula. Yeah. That formula is amazing. So I'm going to follow the formula and I'm going to adapt it along the way. Yeah. Uh, financially, I have the finances for it. 
and are willing to dare it. So guts comes into that, sure grit. And I know how hard it's going to be to travel up and down every day to go and open that first building, to have as many mm -hmm. meetings. Yes, we can do it digitally. We can do it with AI. It's not. You've got to meet and shake hands. You've got to feel the space. Then we've got designer. Now, the difference is when you have truly believing something so passionately, the more conversations you have, the more communications you have, you're going to find the right people to advise you. Yeah. And if not, invest in you. And you uh, that's the scary bit. You allow people to invest in you, giving a piece of you away forever. Um, I think it should always, if you're, so if you're asking for investment, um, it should be an investment in somebody who's going to add something of value and bring something to 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 the disco. I don't know what to yeah. call it. Bring something to the party. Party. Yeah, disco. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so all of these things, and I've met some fantastic people and people that I would love in my life forever. And I'm gonna lean into them as soon as I get my plans. So I'm getting my dark time out of the way. Yeah. Which is Christmas. Yeah. I'm gonna sit here and do nothing right now. I'm gonna work hard in my salon for the last bit, which is always busy. Come January start again uh why january because i know winter is the hardest time for me yeah and um i i think throughout our ancestry lives everybody has always said january is the start of something where you can lose stuff that you didn't have for resolutions um do you have any are they worth it do you not believe in them i totally believe in them gives you a chance to kind of draw a line in the sand and put new goals together on the first so sit in the winter sit in there enjoy your family enjoy your fruits know that next year you've got to go again it's just that optimism and hope isn't it this that's what this podcast yeah. is going to be called Do you know this could be the hope podcast could be. the hope <laughs> you never know yeah. Yeah. It's never gonna know. Be. Yeah. so if people want to reach out to you mate and that and and, and such basically have a chat with you open up some conversation ask a bit more about your story or about what you're doing now or what you know what's happening with your hotel hair moving forward into into 2024 where's the best uh in best way chair. to get hold of you sit in my chair sit in your chair sit in my chair and cut your, your hair it's an experience it's it's it's, it's, it's an experience yeah. everything is an experience right. Right. It's journey um yeah and advice you know i have a lot of people come just for a haircut just to get advice no, they haven't come for the haircut they've yeah. come for the advice um where people fly in from different countries just to experience what we offer and it's just a haircut but is it just a haircut i don't think it is but it's changed <laughs> my perception on what a haircut actually is yeah. yeah it's all about experience yeah yeah good we're good yeah we're done happy yeah cool bro yeah yeah very good i am <laughs>